1: Welcome friends to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a lot of crazy parents and our first story of the day is from NW Boir. Not exactly an entitled mom, but a hypocrite one. Okay, I'm writing this at 12.40 in the morning, trying to sleep on the couch because I refuse to sleep with my mom. I'm 13 years old, female. My mom is very active in my life. She helps me with school projects, with studying, but she's very narcissistic and hypocritical. She's always saying that she's a great mother and that we, me and my brother, 26 year old male, love her and couldn't live without her. That's kinda true though, we rely on her a lot and 70% of our money comes from her hard work. The problem is she's aware that she knows we need her and she takes advantage of it. So yesterday we, me, my dad, my brother and mom, were eating dinner together, cheerful mood, joking around. Then my brother made a joke regarding our dog and hot dogs. I found it pretty funny, but my mom didn't. She began arguing with my brother because of it. I have no idea on how their fight went from, this is the type of joke that'll make you lose all of your friends to, you're unemployed and the worst son ever. As his little sister, I know he's trying his best. He got sick and was fired from his previous job. Now he's looking for another one. It's difficult, I'm aware, but he's trying. This is one of the things I hate the most about my mother. She KNOWS what our weak spots are, and she always targets them. I'm definitely afraid of losing my friends, since I've already had some issues with that. And every time we argue, she always says the same thing. Your friends hate you because you're a terrible person. You don't even treat your mother properly. This makes me really upset. Anyways, going back, they fought, and the fight escalated to the point where my brother began packing up his stuff. As a teenager who's practically a child, I was really scared. I called my dad to interfere and, while I talked to him, mom and brother began yelling even louder. They were already yelling before. Thankfully my dad stopped my brother before he left, and my mother locked herself in our room. Context: She refuses to give me my own room. We even share a bed and everything. I slept there last night, but it was really uncomfortable, especially because she kept ignoring me, who had nothing to do with their fight. Today she ignored me the whole day, and guess what? I'm someone who desperately craves my mom's comfort and validation. So, as any other kid would, I texted her and asked her if she was mad at me. She answered me back. It kind of went like this. Mom, are you mad at me? She replies, don't text me anymore. I don't care about your life or your brother's. Do whatever you want. I don't care. You won't be hearing my voice ever again. Well, there it goes. We haven't talked yet, and I refuse to sleep in the same room as her. So I got my pillow and came to sleep on the couch. And I hate to talk crap about my mom, but I needed to let this out and I didn't know who to talk to. To be honest, I feel kind of relieved. She won't be trying to control my life anymore, at least for a few days. I can do what I want. Anyone got any suggestions? I plan to leave as soon as I'm 18. Also about my dad, he's wonderful. He grew up in a horrible family as well, and he swore he'd never be like them. My mom often hurts me. Pa usually avoids conflicts, but he tries his best to make me and bro happy. Sure, he has some anger issue problems, but he never hurts us. Honestly, as scary as it is, and despite knowing how dependent you are on her and the money she makes, with the behavior that the mom expresses here, they need to honestly call the authorities. Would you guys agree that although they're relying on their mom to pay for bills and probably help provide them a place to stay that calling the cops and getting them taken out of this picture would be greater for the family in the long run even if it means short-term struggles? Let me know if you guys agree or not in the comments down below. Our next story is from Clabbage Cobbler. Update to narcissist parents squatting in my house. Well, I decided to make some inquiries and spent a couple days asking around the family about how my parents got their new business off the ground. It's pretty unusual that they were able to come back from bankruptcy and get a new business started in under two years. No, it's not an MLM for those who thought so. Even my parents wouldn't resort to doing that crap. They undoubtedly think MLMs are beneath them. My parents' new business is comparatively smaller than the previous one too. I'd say about half the size. Before, they had at least two employees. Now it's just the two of them. Someone pointed out that I should be watching my credit for identity theft. I already was, and have been since I first started dealing with my parents squatting in my house. I put nothing past them, and they knew it. Honestly though, I'm not sure they even bothered to remember my legal information in the past decade anyway, heck, I'm not sure they bothered to even remember how to spell my first name. But I did lock down my credit, and there had been no unusual activity on it at all, so my parents didn't try to steal their company funds from me at least. My paternal grandparents, or my good grandparents one would say, are the ones who actually gave a crap about me, and they have no idea where my parents got their money to open up shop again. My parents have called them numerous times since they disinherited my father, and they've been refusing to take her calls since they called to brag about their new success a while ago. It's clear my parents had no help from my father's side of the family, so then what about my mother's? Well, I still had that old list of contacts my parents gave me filed away and on that list was the landline number for my maternal grandmother. I did try calling my maternal grandmother back when I was homeless. She didn't give a darn. I've never met them in person, but my maternal grandparents are a lot like my parents. Guess my father truly found a soulmate with my mother. As a previous commenter pointed out, they were made for each other. I managed to get in touch with my maternal grandmother once again, and not only was she long divorced from her husband, my maternal grandfather is no longer alive. That was news to me, but he passed away seven months ago, and he left my mother a sizable inheritance. So yeah, that's where they got the money to open up shop again. My maternal grandmother sounded so proud of them too. She had little interest in speaking of much else, and it's likely why my parents called my grandparents to brag about how they're so successful again. They wanted to rub salt in the wound since my good grandparents cut them off. I really don't care though, and neither do my good grandparents. Everyone on my paternal side of the family all say my parents can go kick rocks. They want nothing to do with them. I'm not the only one my parents have jaded. My mother's side of the family are full of divorcees and drunken loners who all hate each other and just pretend to act civil. My father's side are what I'd call just very normal and nice people, My father, though, burned bridges time and time again. When I was born, my grandparents wanted to be in my life, but for some reason my parents kept me from them. Why they did this, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's because they didn't want to be judged on their own parenting. I'd have been happier if they'd sent me to boarding school or to live with my grandparents, but I guess narcissists aren't truly happy if they don't have someone else to put down. I can only imagine the stuff they said about me behind my back my entire life. Either way, it seems my parents did nothing illegal to open up a new business. Nothing that can be reported to something like the IRS anyway. No law against using funds from inheritance as seed money to self-employment. My mother, like me, was an only child, so she got everything when her father died, including his house and land. That's where my parents are living now. I've seen a photo my maternal grandmother sent me. Not the nicest house, but not bad, comparable to my own, I'd say but it means my parents have a place to live scot-free now and likely won't bother me again. I want to sell my house and move, but it turns out the company that I'm employed in has no branch in Arizona. So it's either I quit and look for new employment in Arizona after selling my house, or I just stay where I am and hope my parents leave me alone. I'm looking into job searching because I really don't want my parents to ever find me again. I won't move if it's not feasible, but I'd prefer to be able to. It'd be moot to bother getting more cameras for the house if I want to sell it ASAP, but if I end up stuck here because of not being able to find another job in Arizona in the coming months, then I might as well get cameras installed inside and out. I've gotten a lot of good advice on the kinds of cameras to get and where to put them. I kind of doubt the same situation will ever repeat, but I just don't want my parents to ever try to seek me out again for any reason. If they need help when they're old, I'm not going to care. They'll get what they gave. Nothing. They're dead to me for the rest of my life, and the rest of my father's side of the family say the same. If I ever became a parent or stepparent, I'll make darn sure I never become like my parents. No child deserves that. MLM is short for multi-level marketing, by the way. Update, yes, if I can't move, then I'll be filing for a restraining order and getting lots of cameras, but I really hope I can move. While I'd prefer to move to Arizona, I would still take what I can get with other states. The company I work for does have a branch in Texas, so I'll be considering that. I just want to live closer to my grandparents, but Texas could work too. Just a quick recap, if anybody missed the precursor story in one of my previous videos. Basically, OP was mistreated, outcast, left homeless by their own parents. And then at some point, their grandparents gave OP a house. OP's parents became homeless, and they moved themselves right into OP's house while they were gone for a while long enough and with enough fake proof that they could claim squatter's rights. Although it sucks to not really see any kind of revenge or karmatic justice come their way, at least they're seemingly for the most part out of OP's hair. And honestly the best of luck to OP on trying to figure out how to keep them that way. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from someones here. Entitled parents, my friend's parents want him to give his life to his brother. To keep it short, my friend, 17-year-old male, needs to give his entire attention to his little brother. His little brother's a little crap. He's in sixth grade and not doing well in school at all. They use him as a free nanny and tutor. Also, my friend's gay and he has a boyfriend now. His parents aren't aware that he's gay and think he's looking for a girlfriend, but they're demanding he finds one right now. For you guys saying that he should move out it's not that simple he has low self-esteem depression etc but his parents are mentally and physically abusing him and unwilling to get him therapy now they're demanding that he gives all his attention to the younger kid who can do his work just fine now here's the thing his parents are working from home which means they're able to help their child but they're demanding he does it in the reasoning of older bro duty My friend is scared to go against them in court and he's not willing to go since he has nowhere to go. Please reddit, tell me is this normal or am I right in what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't really blame them for being scared of leaving, especially if they're just not set up in a situation to really support themselves. The idea of packing up and leaving when you really don't have a plan B is frightening. And a lot of people, if they grow up in that environment, they're going to be pretty conditioned to never go against it. So that might be mentally affecting them as well. Obviously, though, I think none of what's going on here is normal or acceptable. I think the bottom line, though, is it starts with action. Trying to find a program that might be able to help them. A friend where they could stay for a while. Looking around for a job that could hopefully fund something for them. Definitely, I think it all starts with trying to find independence. And not only independence, but separating themselves from the leeches that are his parents. It's definitely not something that OP would be required to do, but sticking by them and trying to help them out wherever they can in helping them get that independence would be huge. The snake Story is from DJ Zekrom. Entitled Mom wants me to return home to take care of her. To begin with, I was adopted as an infant. My birth mother wasn't a good person and got into a lot of legal trouble, so my current mother adopted me out of what I assume to be a bipolar episode of her wanting children. My mother is mentally ill, suffering from depression and bipolar disorder, but hasn't been medicated for it since 2008. She also hasn't been to a therapist for any of her issues since the 80s, according to her. I'm a troubled child, I'll admit, I struggled with many things during my childhood. I used to bully people on the playground, I'd hit people, I'd be disruptive, and when I went home, she'd have an episode in response to my misbehavior, smack me, spank me, pull my hair and force me to sit in a corner for hours on end, with no dinner some nights. Both her and I outgrew this eventually, she got too old to try and strike me, she's currently 70 years old, and I, female to male, currently 20, became introverted at school and stopped interacting with people. I'd say I was around 13 or 14 years old when this happened, and my mental health was slowly tanking because of my, at the time, undiagnosed gender dysphoria. She would constantly scream at me to do better in school. She was convinced that I was a gifted child like she had been back when she was in school, even though none of my benchmark tests ever reflected. For years, all the way up until I graduated high school, she'd call me a disappointment and would shun me, sometimes even taking away my toys and electronics for years she held on to my original 3ds for two and a half years because i got a three instead of a four in elementary school i still don't understand that grading system but four was the highest you could get in a class my mother and i struggled to get along for years i resented her too much to love her and it showed she would always scream at both me and her husband about it my father was little to no help for me He was so miserable he'd drink himself to sleep after work, and even after he retired, up until the day he died. I knew he contemplated ending everything, but he couldn't bring himself to do anything about it. I was the same for a long time. We were both scared, gaslit, and manipulated into believing that everything she had grievances against was our faults. Everything that went wrong in our house, everything that she didn't like, was our faults. It was even worse when I came out as trans because, at the time, my mother was a turf who agreed with J.K. Rowling's crappy opinions. She despised me for wanting to be a man. Originally, she blamed it on peer pressure. Then she moved on to blaming the internet, and then she finally gaslit and subsequently
0: You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
1: Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with better help. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytimepod. ...forced me to be non-binary for a year, until I was sure. Growing up in a conservative school district certainly didn't help. My friends laughed at me, mocked me. It was that year I hurt myself and attempted to end everything. When the police took me to the hospital, my mother insisted I was just seeking attention and needed to go to therapy which is ironic because I had been begging her to let me see a therapist for months. I finally get to see a therapist, but it turns out that it was one that agreed with my mother and thought I was in the wrong for acting out and quite literally told me to go sniff lavender to solve all my problems. I told her to just forget about the therapy, I would just deal with things on my own. To my surprise, she had arranged to have me go to another therapist. To my displeasure, it was an adoption counselor who thought all my issues stemmed from being adopted. They're not. I haven't had an issue with being adopted. I've had an issue with the state letting me go home with a mentally unstable woman who has physically and verbally hurt me for years. It was an endless cycle of verbal abuse that never really ended, not even when I moved out in September of 2020. I jumped ship so fast, I didn't have enough money or a stable job to survive, but I didn't care, I had to get out of there. And now we get around to what's happening now. The pandemic ruined me, I've never been more withdrawn from the world, and I'm still just as considering ending everything as I was in high school, and I've been struggling to get out of bed and to get a job. I've been unemployed for almost two years now, I've been living off of gratitude and kindness, and I feel absolutely horrible about it. I feel like I can't change, like nothing will change. And worst of all, even though my mother's now 20 miles away, she's still messaging me and trying to manipulate me into coming home. My father just died a few months ago, presumably from unknown causes. The loss still hurts me and I haven't been able to deal with it properly. Recently, my mother fell ill and hasn't been able to eat solid food. She's lost 28 pounds over the course of three weeks and has slowly been starving. I feel absolutely horrible about it. I don't like seeing her suffer but the straw that broke the camel's back was when she got her diagnosis today it's esophageal cancer and they'll have to stick a feeding tube in her before this i'd been driving her around to her appointments since she couldn't drive almost having an anxiety attack because i was well outside my comfort zone and she was busy chastising me for not doing anything with my life in the passenger seat i almost ran off the road twice i couldn't focus so today she gives me the bad news I was afraid this was going to be the case. I told her I'd be willing to help as best as I can but with the help of my current partner, I was finally starting to set up some boundaries. She doesn't like this in the slightest and starts threatening to evict me from my partner's house if I don't move back in with her for two months. Also adding in a later message that she was entitled to my help because she raised me for 20 years and sacrificed everything for me. Typical. Two months would be reasonable for a normal person, but when you can't get out of bed and want to put a bullet through your head almost every day, this was a nightmare. I'd be away from my partner, my only source of stability in my life right now, for two months. He would have limited visits because my mother's still afraid of COVID, rightfully so, given her age and asthma issues, and I wouldn't be able to leave unless she wanted me to go out and do something. I couldn't. The demand sparked another anxiety attack and i melted down with my partner over discord he told me that enough was enough and that i needed her out of my life for good something that i'd been dreaming of for years the only problem is i'm still afraid of her she still strikes the fear of god into me every time we have a confrontation or an argument and worst of all i'd be abandoning her in a time of need especially since she has no one else to take care of her too. I haven't yet sent her my breakup text because I feel genuinely horrible. I don't want to deal with this, but I know she's manipulating me into coming back, chastising me for not putting her first and treating me like a servant. I don't know what to do. I don't even know if I'll be here tomorrow or if I'll give in and just go back or if I'll finally part ways with her and leave her to her own devices. I've lived a short and troubled life. I want things to change. I wish she and I could both change, but I don't think she ever will. Not even after this. To the people reading this, I'm sorry for leaving such a painful story. I have very few people to tell it to, I'm afraid. I feel like I'm at a crossroads that's threatening to tear me to shreds all because she wants me back. I don't know what to do. Am I in the wrong? I think we can all agree that OP is definitely not in the wrong here. And if you ask me, I think the best thing is to just rip that band-aid off. I think there's years and years of layers worth of stuff going on with OP that makes it really hard for OP to just let go, especially considering the circumstances that the mom is in, but it's clearly just not doing any good for OP, and going back there's not going to do any good for OP. Letting her go is the best thing OP can do, just moving on and not looking back. It's tough. I don't blame OP if they're unable to, but I feel like that's the way to go. Our next story is from Sheepy Dream. A mom tried to force me to bring my cat. I'm not sure if this belongs here, but here we go. Backstory, my family owns a cat. A few months after my parents divorced, my dad started getting allergic reactions towards our cat. So the cat moved to my mom's place. The problem is that they decided to live close to each other so that me and my sister would have an easy time walking between them. After some time of living with my mom, he found a way to get back to the place my dad lives. This meant that sometimes me or my mom would have to walk there with the cat cage to check if he was there. During this story, I was in a small store after checking if my cat had walked to my dad's place. That's the backstory. So, I'm in the store with the empty cat cage when a kid walks up to me and this conversation happened. The kid says, Do you have a cat? I say yes. They say, Can I pet it? I say, Sorry, but he isn't in the cage. And the kid says, Okay. This is where the entitled mom comes in and says, Let my kid pet your cat. As I said to your kid, my cat isn't in the cage. She says, can't you go get him? No, I can't just go get my cat and bring him here. She says, why not? What do you mean, why not? Why would I bring my cat here in a cage just so your kid can pet him? The kid says, mom, it's fine. He doesn't have to bring the cat. And she says, of course he does. We deserve to pet the cat. At this point, I just walked away and left the store. I didn't have time for this. I actually kinda wonder if they like sat around and waited and somehow expected OP to return with the cat. How much you want to bet that they would want to complain to the managers of the store or something stupid. You need to ban that kid from ever coming in here, they didn't let us pet their cat. Our next story is from Kagess, meeting Entitled Mom's new boyfriend. I, 24 year old male, need some advice on how to handle today. For background, my mom, 42, has always had a poor track record with dating. All of her partners have been underemployed or unemployed, no car, and living with their mother. I moved out at 18 when I discovered my youngest siblings, 6 years old. Father was a convicted offender of a minor that was the same age I was when he began dating and living with my mom. When I confronted my mom, she had nothing to say other than, I didn't think you'd find out. Today is my mom's birthday and I would planned to go to her house. I keep in contact mainly to keep an eye on my younger siblings, 16 years old and 6 years old. I get a text from her this morning saying, You get to meet new boyfriend today. This is causing me extreme anxiety and I'm dreading going over. From what she's told me of this man, he has no job due to being on disability, no license, possibly due to a DUI, my mom refused to go into it, and has kids, but it isn't clear if he's involved. What can I do to help manage my fears as I'm so worried for my youngest sibling? This is the first partner my mom has had since I moved out, and I don't want them to be exposed to revolving doormen like my other sibling and I were. If you can get their name, definitely run their name through a offender check, and if it checks out at all, you can definitely alert some kind of authority. Honestly, just having a good talk with the youngest, telling them what to look out for, how to communicate it sucks that you have to have that conversation with the kid, but I think it's good to give them that support and that knowledge to know that if something does happen, don't be ever afraid to at least admit it to you of all people. And our final story of the day is from Arcane Kobold and a girl from a slide, mom got in my face and called me slurs. Okay, first, a little context. I work at a water park, roughly 30 minutes away from my house, and I got a job from being friends with the director and having another friend in the business but don't think for a second that I don't work. I'm the second hardest working person there, and I've received employee of the month twice in the single year I've worked there. So I knew people there and people liked me. I don't particularly like kids, but I can handle them well enough. The water park also had two sections, the kid's side and the adult side. This story takes place in the kid's side of the park. All of my fellow employees hate working the play structure, It's got a slide and kids are annoying, so I decided to take it for the day. Take one for the team, you know. So I was up in the play structure and my job was to send kids down the slide when it was safe for them to go. This little girl comes up to the top and wants to go down. I wait a second until I see the other kids start to get out, then turn to tell the girl she can go, but she's already halfway down the slide. She nearly hits the kid because he was slow to get out. She comes back up and I kneel down and say, Hey, that was dangerous. You could have hit that kid and both gotten hurt. Please wait for me to tell you when it's safe to go down the slide. She nodded and actually followed my instructions. But this is when she broke the rules again. At the entrance to the play structure, there's a sign that gives the rules. Wait for the worker to let you go down before going down the slide. And you aren't allowed to go face first. She decided to ignore rule 2 and went down face first. She came back up again, so I knelt down again and said, ''Hey, you can't go down head first, you could hurt yourself.'' She nodded, and then I went down head first again anyway. The police structure works on a three-strike system, so as that was her third time breaking the rules, I had to kick her off the slide. So when she came back up and started to walk towards the slide, I stepped in her way and said, ''I'm sorry, you broke the rules three times, so you can't go down anymore.'' She tried to yell at me and push her way past, but I'm bigger and stronger than her, so she couldn't get through and went back down the stairs in a huff. A solid 10 minutes pass. Then she comes back up, holding her mother's hand. Her mom says, relatively calmly at first, My daughter told me you told her she can't go down the slide anymore. Is that true? I said, that's correct, ma'am. She asked me why, so I explained that if a person breaks the rules three times, they can't go down the slide. She gets closer to me and says, Okay, I understand that, but she's four years old. I respond with, ma'am, it doesn't matter how old she is, she still broke the rules three times, so she can't go down the slide anymore today. She gets even closer and says, Okay, but she's four. I respond, I understand, but the rules apply to big kids the same as they do for the small kids, so she can't go down anymore today. Now, I'm 19, close to 20 relatively tall but not super muscular, white, and gay. A lot of people tend to notice that last one since I don't try and hide it. You can usually tell based on my mannerisms and the way I talk. Another thing I deal with, severe anger issues. And based on trauma from my childhood, people being in close proximity to my face makes me incredibly uncomfortable. This lady was maybe an inch away from my face when she started yelling at me and calling me a freaking F word. I was so close to losing my cool, I could actually feel my face turning beet red. My hands were balled into fists, and my jaw was incredibly tense. A bit more about me, I might look like a scrawny white kid, when I get angry, I look like a demon. Not my words. I wasn't even doing anything and I was terrifying her daughter. In an attempt to keep my cool and get this wail out of my face, I said, ma'am, please don't call me slurs, it's uncalled for and rude. I'm only doing my job. To my surprise, she actually got out of my face, scoffed, and said, Let's go find someone in charge. Apparently, she had a day pass because I saw her later that evening talking to my manager. She looked over and saw me cleaning, and I just hear, That's him. My manager, Herm, who hates me, by the way, comes over to me and asks me if I assaulted this woman's daughter. I, of course, said I didn't, but because he's a rampant butthead, He went to look at the cameras anyway he saw that i was right in what i did and that i did everything according to procedure we then went over to talk to the lady she said well is he in trouble or not herm looks at her and says he never did anything wrong and he never assaulted your daughter then he gets this strange look and asks for her day pass at first she refuses to give it to him then relents and gives Herm her pass turns out she wasn't even supposed to be there Her pass had expired the day before, but she just didn't leave the hotel, so I had the privilege of escorting her to her room, waiting outside while they packed, and then escorting them out of the building. She was cussing me out the whole way out of the park, in front of her four-year-old daughter no less. Mom of the year, everyone. As we got to her car, right as she got in I said, thanks for coming to the name of the park, feel free to never come again with the biggest grin on my face, because that was my first Karen. At least it ended well. When I got inside, my manager told me I handled the situation very well, and I had a pretty uneventful end of the night. So please, remember not to be rude to workers, because we're often right. Also, try not to be rude to workers, because A, they probably don't get paid enough, and B, they're just trying to do their jobs. Unless somebody's on a clear power trip and actually is legitimately reportable, Try to take it easy on these people. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.